a man who needs a little introduction. So we're going to start with ex-podiatrist, <laughs> journalist. <laughs> journalist, TV producer from My Kitchen Rules to the project, deputy editor of James Halliday and host of the podcast that uh, they used to do. It's good morning to you, Tom Carr. Richo. What a bloody delight that was. Not very well, indulgent, actually. Well, it's a delight to have you here. And Thank what a, you. And what a delightful presence, too. You're livening the studio up. I'm dressed like I come straight from Fitzroy. <laughs> I've got socks and Birkenstocks on. You well, know? what's the latest thing uh, for, this, for the schoolies? It's uh, Crocs and socks. Oh, I would never go down the path of Croc. <laughs> Absolutely not. Bloody so, awful. I don't, no, I know. You're a very stylish <laughs> You're a very stylish man. Oh, you're, you're too kind. You're, you're a joke. very stylish man. No, no, we met before... We with uh, the uh, iridescent uh, Katie Spain, when we oh, were, uh, and we and love you, Katie. Fabulous was another word we were using to describe her. We were indeed. We were talking just off air before how we were sort of on the naughty table, the well, kids, the kids table, table, the kids table. Said. Well, I mean, when you've got people like James Halliday and you know all the top wine critics in a yep. room, you just defer to them, don't you? Yep. I mean, that's that's literally what we do because we are. Well, I've I've been in the industry twelve years full time. Yep. And it's one of those things where, too, I still just walk in and I don't feel like I'm a fraud, but, yep. you know, I just go, okay, well, that's that, that's royalty and there's all these people there and Nick Stock and Nick, all those guys. Yep. Uh, and then you just go, cool, well, I'm, I wanted to make one point there, if yep. I don't know if you recall, which was about vintage variation yep. and how wine journalists often will talk about, oh, this is a terrible vintage, like 2011. And if you recall Mal talking about how, well, they've had those bad vintages or those tough vintages, 83 yep. and 2000 and 2011. They've learnt from those. Now they know how to make better wines in mm. those vintages. And my takeaway from that uh, Redmond 50-year tasting was sometimes it was the, in inverted commas, terrible vintages that were some of the most fresh wines. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... Well, if you... And, and, and the thing is, I use the word fraud. Like, I... <laughs> I was saying, I, Well, you know, <laughs> with your reason. But, yeah, like, yeah. I was saying to you off air that I, when I go to those events, I mean, I'm only in my 30s and I feel so incredibly young and I feel like a total fraud. <laughs> you know, I sit there, they're pulling out tasting notes and I'm like, I can't get that, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you know? we're also saying, right, like, so I try and get it down to, like, three things now like the essence of a wine you know what is it yeah and i can i can pull out five or six but to pull out 25 or 30 descriptors i think <laughs> sometimes <laughs> i think sometimes we need to unmask the industry a little bit so totally so now you've been on my side of the radio you mean uh. you've done, hosted the podcast for james halliday mm -hmm. so what sort of did you feel that a little bit sometimes from the industry that it was a little bit old school well, obviously, I would choose my talent accordingly, oh, okay. right? right? You'd always go for people that, I mean, look, coming from a background as a TV producer, yeah. I uh, I mean, talent is the most important thing and finding the right talent for radio is and podcasting is obviously vital. Sure. And so I would always talent check. I would spend half an hour on hour on the phone to them before yeah. I even interviewed them. I'd go through several people before I found the right person to talk about yeah. a right topic. Yeah, so being a good producer, it's making sure that you've set up everything so that uh, when it comes down to it, you flick the first domino and they all fall over. Correct, yeah. correct. You get good talent and it flies, you know, yeah. which you'll find today obviously getting me on the show, <laughs> Richard. Well, that's why I've got you on as my first guest. You always lead with the strongest guest, right? Always. <laughs> now, that's uh, good morning to all the other guests who are joining us. Yeah, <laughs> you won't live up to expectation. Well, it's a great show. We've got Brad Coulson from 36 Short joining us next in the studio. So he's coming in live too. So I love having someone oh. to interact with live. Yeah, then I've fair. got uh, Tom Grant uh, from Steve Panel. 
Tom's also known as the Grenachist. So when I met him and he introduced himself as the Grenachist, I was like, oh, there's an Instagram uh, little chat we can have. Uh, and then rounding out at around 10.30am, we've got Hunter Smith from Franklin Estate over in WA. And, of course, if you've got any questions for myself or Tom, uh, get on get on the text line. It's 0456 and 965. And we love to hear from you. Uh, so now you were just saying you've got a few things. You're doing a few things for the Guardian at the moment. So tell yeah. us, can you tell us about those? Yeah. So I'm 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 uh, I've been freelancing for the Guardian um, for a few years now, off yeah. the back of the the podcast for um, for Halliday. And what was the podcast called again? It was called By the Glass. By the Glass. Well, yeah, and it was just kind of just making. It's I mean it's still available online, but it was just about making wine topics more palatable. Yeah. Exactly what we were saying yeah. before, yeah. you know, yeah. particularly as someone who's quite young within the industry and fell into wine, like, incidentally, you know. Yeah. I mean, I played with feet for a living, for God's sake, and then here <laughs> I am writing about wine. Well, you need a wine to do that job. Yes, right? oh, of an evening, of course. <laughs> well, that was the same as classical musicians. I mean, you know, having a wine to unwind after you've just played a three-and-a-half-hour mm. opera or something, mm. like, that was a really big thing. However, some of the guys took it to the level of, they needed a few glasses to get on stage. Yeah, right. Which I didn't think was a great thing. But no. I guess, you know, no. that's a long story where I actually had a colleague who was a bit like that and I yeah. tried to help him put my arm around and say, look, everything okay? And the other guys came on board and just said, you know, whatever, if he gets on stage and does his thing, we don't care. And yeah. I was like, that's not very friendly. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not a long-term view of the solution to this problem. Creating a dependency, it's funny, even work, working in TV, I've seen plenty of people over the years, oh, which, yeah. of course, you'd never mention names, <laughs> no. who have a, a drink or two before going on TV, you know, yep. just yep. to loosen up the vibe. And I think, oh, God, come on. You yeah, uh, well, and worse, obviously. And we see this in our industry too, don't we, Tom? Like mm. um, bartenders who, mm. you know... There's like a culture in a lot of cocktail bars, which I partake in, where mm. you buy the team a, a round of shots mm. or they'll do a round of shots and you're all sitting there, whatever. Yep. So then suddenly you're seven or eight shots in of a night and you're a bit, you know, you've had a bit too much. So <laughs> then you need something else to get you straightened up. And all, and then it just, as you say, it's this, um, it's creating a bad cycle, isn't it, really? Completely. Yeah. No, completely. So um, Sunday morning in the wine show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's just wa- it's just wa- water and you know. Mate, got, but have, you probably had a few coffees before you came in. Well, you I did man? actually because I had yeah. a few wines last night. We had okay. a little dinner party last night. Oh, and, you know, oh well, thank you. Look at you're looking great for someone who's had a thank you, dinner party. Thank you. Um, so where were we? So we were we were getting sidetracked. Yes, I yes. Um, were you talking about how I fell into wine. I'm now yeah. like lost. Yeah. So look, basically, you know, I'm a podiatrist by trade. You know, so wine for me is um, a, a bit of a hop, skip, and a jump away from that. Yeah. And um, and I did. You mentioned MKR earlier. I yes. actually wasn't a producer on that. I was a contestant. Oh, embarrassingly really? so. Yeah, it's which, not something. So which though. season were you on? Oh, season three, 20, uh, 2012. Okay, um, so is that on uh, YouTube or is yeah, it on? it's a it's a dirty <laughs> secret. Um, some of my people so around who, me who don't even you, know. Who did you do it with? Uh, a girlfriend of mine at the time. She was um, uh, a speech pathologist. We did wow. university the together. The podiatrist and the yeah, speech pathologist. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. But I've hidden that. I've dug that well down under the ground so that never comes up. <laughs> Lucky to it's only community radio. Exactly that We right. do have a lot yes. of listeners. But. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, but um, 
but yeah, and I and I worked as a I went into journalism after that, and then right. um, and then ended up you know working at the project, working at Win News, working for a travel show called Places We Go under Jennifer Adams, and I was doing all these bits and pieces. Yeah. And then um and then anyway, a role came up at Halliday, and I had never really thought about wine, and which is silly given the reason I'm about to cite, which mm. is I met up with Amelia Ball, um, the editor at the time, and we get along really well. She's divine. Yeah. And um. And we were just chatting about wine and my parents have a, a vineyard down on the Mornington Peninsula. Ah, I grew oh. up around wine. Really? Yep. And I've and I've sort of um, you know, been mentored in many ways by a fabulous winemaker down there called Selma Lauva. Right. Um, and I so I have all this like knowledge through osmosis. And it wasn't until I sat in that interview with Amelia and she was like, Why aren't you in wine? <laughs> yeah. Journalism. And I was Joining like, all the dots together. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, That's a great Question? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, good question. And then it just fell in from there. We started at Halliday and then, yeah. you know, did the podcast and then then the, the Guardian approached me and, and I started writing for them and I was like, and then off we went. I know you've done a little bit of work for my business too and talking about... Oh, yeah, Dan's to, Daily. Yeah, yeah. Dan's Daily. Trying to, trying to make, uh, you know, it was articles about how to taste wine, right? Yeah. You know, and, yep. and that's the thing, right? So I remember being at Hayshed Hill back in the day in the late 90s and I'd just been I'd been working as a musician over in Perth, and you know they, let's all go down to Margaret River for a wine tasting. And I was mm. like, "What's Margaret River?" I mm. not, you know, mm. had no idea. Mm. So I was at Hayshed Hill, and I, in inverted commas, tasted the wines, right? And, <laughs> and, and Mike Kerrigan says to me, "Would you like to taste the wines after I'd finished tasting the wines?" Yeah. And I was like, "What's this guy going on about?" Yeah. And he's like, "No, no, no, you just drank all the wines." Yeah. And I was like, "Well, what's the difference?" And he's like, "Do you want to learn?" And I'm like, "Dude." You know, and this it was like this crazy light went on in my life that I'd never really. I and mean, I grew up with around wine, and it was always something that we respected, mm, mm. but I didn't really know what wine tasting was. And so mm. when I do my master classes at work, and particularly with the palate training classes, I say, "Hey, listen, guys, wine drinking, wine tasting, yeah. two different sports. Yeah. Like them both. Like to think I'm okay at both of them, mm. but in the end, you know, you've got to be engaged in what you're doing. Right? It's yeah. a bit like music. You know, watching. Going to a gig. So I'm going to a gig on Friday night. I'm mm. going to see the tallest man on earth. There's this incredible Swedish folk singer that my friend Kate put me on to, right? And uh, by the way, Kate and I have been to some pretty good gigs over the mm. years, all around the world, actually. We've seen Radiohead together and Muse and all sorts of stuff. Elbow, amazing stuff. But we'll see people at the gig holding their phones up, won't we? In oh. front of us, just like they're not in the moment. Not present at they're all. Not, right. Yeah. So wine, wine tasting's like that. You've yeah. got to be present. You've got to be concentrating. And, and I think that... You know, that joking aside where people are pulling out all those different things, you yep. still have to be really engaged in what you're doing, yep. right? Yep. So it did, when did that light bulb go off for you? I mean, and, and do, do you feel the same way? Do you think they're two different things? Or like- oh, look, I'm fascinated by w- where society's at. I mean, I, you know, just walking along the – well, I've been in Italy recently and you would rock into a restaurant. And, yep. and, and look, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it sometimes myself, but you'd sit at a restaurant and you'd actually just stop and just observe and just how many people at a table mm. would be on their phones. It's, it's astounding. <laughs> or even at any sort of landmark, you yeah. know. <laughs> and no one is actually truly present, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and my uh, – uh, partner and I love to um, go to restaurants and, and have match wines and have the Somme take you on a oh, bit of a yeah. journey. Absolutely. And, and, and that's kind of where you're crossing that sort of that blurred boundary between tasting and, um, and drinking. Yes. And, you know, like I just have a rule, like phone off the table because yeah. otherwise, I mean, I can't taste, I can't enjoy that moment, I can't be present. And so 
you know, I, I mean, as far as like a light bulb moment for me, I, I, look, it was probably actually just working under Amelia Ball and yeah. and then doing the podcast and going like, you know, I really enjoy this. I really enjoy people, you know, and and I just enjoy hearing stories and telling stories. And so it just kind of evolved from from yeah, there, which is really cool. Yeah, and I love and I love writing for the Guardian because it's such a it's such a reputable. Yeah, oh no, that, that is like really classical sort of stuff. Fabulous. Hey, we'll get back to Guardian in a second mm. as I actually do pick up my phone and have a look at something, which mm. is ironic. But um, I was just thinking, do you know the restaurant Oh My? Oh, I love Oh My. I, yes, <laughs> so those two you, guys are fabulous. Have you seen Chase's last post? No, no. What um, is it? So it's basically he's talking about um, the, the way that you choose wines on their list. Yep. So instead of having like a list of Riesling and a list of this, it's just got all these different descriptors mm. and you just pick three of them and they just choose the wine accordingly. Really? Yeah. So I'm just, I was trying to get up what the actual... Because um, I just did matched when I was there. Right. Like I, I've never done, I mean, this might be a new thing for them. Yeah, I mean, he just put it up, uh, he just put it up yesterday. Yeah, right. Um, I'm just trying to have a have a find of Isn't it. Isn't there might, bread to die for? Might have been I a, mean, a story, an Instagram story, but I just love that. It was like... You know, there were things like uh, silky and um, prominent, this and that, and you just pick three words and they just choose the wine based mm. on those and the food. And that's the kind of thing you're talking about, right? You rock up to a restaurant and go, here's my money, go. Take me. Take me, do something. Take me, yeah, <laughs> throw me over the table, take me on a journey. Well, you would have dined probably at um, at the Penfolds McGill Estate Restaurant, have you? I haven't been there, oh, would you believe? You have to, you've got to go there, take your partner there. Mm. Because everybody faces the vineyard, mm. which is west facing, and the sun sets over the vineyard. So mm. you're all facing the one way. And it was classic. I was there on my own dining, and my friend Ewan was the sommelier there. And so I was just on the povo table for one at the front. <laughs> but everyone everyone could see me, you know. And at one point, you know, they're, they're trying to bring out all these wines, you know, because obviously I know Penfolds pretty well. So I've got about 20 wines on the table at one yep. point, you know, 77 Grange, that's my birth year, 77 oh, this, God. 77 this, blah, 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 all these other special wines. And this bloke comes over and he's like, are you James Halliday? <laughs> I was like, do you want me to sign your book? With a beard like this? Are you really asking me that question? Well, and, you know, so. Ah, <laughs> uh, lordy lord. Um, I, could I say, I actually went to, <laughs> speaking of nice restaurants, yeah. we we secured a booking at Ostero Francescana Wee. in Modena. Wow. We That's like one of the top restaurants yeah, in the world, they've been right? named number one twice. Okay. And, and I was like, absolutely... Take me on a journey with with regard to wine there because I okay. thought I mean if you're ever going to have a wine pairing it's going to be there yeah you go know? nuts right and you know what it's funny when those moments so present in the moment but could I tell you the wines I drank absolutely not <laughs> right did I love every minute yes <laughs> yeah, yeah totally you know well but the 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 you could have taken photos of everything right and then that would have kind of ruined the moment of course and so I always joke it's like if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there does it really fall right mm, mm, if mm. someone opens a bottle of John Michel Ganavat you know um, Beaujolais and they don't put it on Instagram do they really open it you know yeah and so it's that's the thing about wine I think it's like are we trying to prove that we've had stuff are we trying to like Skype, oh, well, look at all these wines I just had last night. Or is it generally like, hey, listen, I'm trying to share this with you guys. I'm always trying to tread that line because, you know, I've tasted some great wine, mm. but I don't put it all up on Instagram because I don't want to look like I'm 
posting. I love your Instagram. You know? Oh, thank you. I watch it. I watch it avidly. And some of the wines that you do tastings at Dan's, I'm like, I'm living in the wrong precinct. <laughs> we don't get wines like that at my Dan's. It's not that far from where you are, surely. You're a South Yarra boy, aren't you? No. Now where are you? Wash your mouth oh, you're out. North, sorry, I'm a you're, North a, boy. you're a North boy, are you? <laughs> Fitzroy. Are oh, you a Fitzroy boy? I'm a Collingwood oh. Dan's. Mate, actually. Look, honestly, Fitz. I used to joke. Uh, Collingwood was too far south for me. <laughs> now, now I've got to get a passport to cross the river and get up here, mate. Tell you what, it's a different world down there. You're Brighton, there. aren't you? I'm in Brighton now, yeah. Oh. But I was, I think, I think I was at Brighton when we met, but I was at Alphington for five years. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Alphington. And I like, look, yep. Fitz, look, so I was chatting to some customers about this, mm, right? Mm, so we mm. want to do a wine show Australia and talk about one of the great BYO restaurants in Melbourne. Well, they're all north side. Mm. You've got Scopri. Mm. You've, oh, got, you've got Mateo's, mm. you've got Recreation Bottle Shop and Bistro. I'm going to throw in Ablas in mm. Carlton, like best Lebanese food going around, mm. and BYO. Francois, I, oh, always Francois, a good BYO lunch on a Friday lunch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So right? they're all north of the river. There's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing going on down south when it comes to BYO at top restaurants. Well, actually, so. just in general, food in general. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to be perfectly honest, <laughs> everything happens on the north side of town. Oh, I mean, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, you're Richard. right. Yeah, all the best bars are probably on the north side, so... I don't know. It's a new look. It's a totally new world down there. Mm, I will mm, tell you that, mm. and and I'm enjoying having a change. Mm. If I still had my place in Clifton Hill or Fitzroy North, I probably would have stayed on mm. this side of town. And and what I liked about working at that particular shop, I knew all the locals. You know, yeah. I'd spent five years making sure I knew all the restaurants and yeah. all the cafes and all the people. Yeah, and you build that community. So I've yeah. started that again. Yeah, but that's a big job. You know, the that's... clientele would be so different heading from north. To oh, south it north. is. Yeah. Tom, the best, the, the main difference is I get to sell some much more premium wine. Mm. And, and that's, again, it's not like boasting. Mm. I'll tell you what, though, right? I had a couple of customers come in yesterday, Anthony and Linda. Mm. I won't say their last names. Mm. Mm. Uh, and they were like, oh, we, we need wine for dinner parties. We host a lot of dinner parties and I need a few wines for this and a few wines for that. Mm. I'm like, yeah, cool. Um, you know, what are my parameters? And they're just like, it can't be crap, mm. nothing over 70 bucks. Cool. Can't so, be crap. Can't be crap. Obviously. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> you know, well, let's start to break that down a little bit. So yep. we got into Massolino, um, you know, Lange Nebbiolo. So it's yep. declassified Serra Lungadale, but Barolo. Yeah. We're talking good quality champagne. We're talking good quality, you know, back vintage Shiraz. Mm. You know, we're talking mm. 5K, mm. but mm. nothing over 70 bucks. Mm. And, and, and it's like... Cool, you guys, where are you at in your journey? We're just starting. And and mostly people make us feel stupid. So yeah. thank you for – and I'm like, well, I I know what that feels like. Mm. Yeah, you know when you walk into a restaurant and there's a Bible of a wine list mm. oh. and the sommelier just like looks at you like you're an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> I don't yep. like that. Yep. Yep. I don't want to feel like that. But it happens more often than not. And yeah. also I find like I've obviously got a lot of friends that enjoy wine and they'll often, you know, come ask for a reco or whatever. Yeah. And it's uh, it's really funny, like particularly um, sparkling wine's my vice. Like, oh, I, know. I remember talking to you about that. Bloody drown in the stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. awful, you know. And, um, and it's funny even trying to convert because I've been tasting some bloody outstanding sparklings of recent, right, yeah. particularly yeah. coming out of Tasmania oh, yeah. from smaller producers. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and I tasted to for an article I did a sparkling wrap up at the Guardian last year, um, Henskin Henskin's Rankin, a okay. small project, yep, no, no. and um, Ballybon with Natalie Fryer, right? right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's great. Um, both um, are doing these bloody outstanding sparkling wines, yep. um, particularly in the rosé category, 
And I pitched to friends and they're like, because, you know, Henskin Rankins, their they're sits around sort of $95 a bottle. And they're like, yep. well, I can buy a bottle of Bollinger for that. Yes, you and can. And I'm like, you can. But what you're getting over here, I mean, some of their um, their their brute is um, eight years on lees. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you were paying for that in champagne. It it's would, $300. Oh, easily. $400. Absolutely. You and, know? and also, I think. Let's take some of the mystique out of it. Now, I'm not bagging out Dom Perignon. Mm, mm. Like 71, Dom Perignon's one of my favourite sparkling wines. Mm. But they're making, okay, I say 6 million bottles a year, mm. but I hear other champagne producers telling me 10 million bottles yep. a year. Yep. So, you know, on my little shelf there at Brighton Dan's, I've got um, Philippina, yep. which I think is fabulous at 80 yep. bucks, 100 bucks. But then I've got Forêt Malier, which is a little yep. grower champagne, which I think is fabulous at 90 mm. bucks. Mm. And then you've got, I think Rotary two four three is an excellent non vintage oh, at a hundred. Right, so, mm. but you know, just got six bottles of Laurent Perrier rosé in, which you never see in Melbourne anymore. Love that too. Hundred. That's like drinking sunshine, Thomas. Isn't it? Isn't it's it? Also, like hundred and seventy five bucks. Oh, so, I, well, the prices have gotten a bit out of control yeah. actually in regard to champagne. Yeah. Well, I can understand. I do understand. I think we've been underpaying for a long time in Australia. What we have, and we've used to paying, but that's that's in food and wine in general, in general. right across the board, yeah. particularly in wine, given how much effort goes into trying to convince people, you know, what you're getting going from a $20 bottle up to, say, even say a $50 bottle, yeah. you know, as far as like, you know, quality, time, you know, hands on. Like, yeah. I mean, it's very hard educating people around price points. Well, in sparkling wine, it's palpable Pat- though, isn't it? Particularly though? sparkling because it's yeah. such an expensive wine to make. Well, have, you would have had the 2016 Deosa Blanc de Blanc uh, from Adelaide Hills maybe? Do you know what? No. So this is a Xavier Bizzo from the Bollinger family. Mm. Fell in love with Lucy Crozer, Brian mm. Crozer's daughter, and now they're making champagne or champagne-style sparkling right. wines out of Adelaide Hills. Wow. Because it's always it's Tassie all the way with me as well, generally. Absolutely. But this is a wine that spent five, six years on lees, and I threw it into a champagne masterclass just as a joke. And oh, this is two hundred dollar wine, three hundred dollar wine, eighty bucks. Wow. And it's fantastic. I even love you know when you when you've been in the industry for a long time and you and you and you like catch up with producers year on year. Like yeah. I went out for lunch recently out to Steelsgate in the, in the Yarra Valley oh, yeah. and I caught up with Matt and Brad mm-hmm. and um, I've been watching their Blanc de Blanc over the years and and um, Brad said, oh, it's just had another year on Lees. We've hit four four, four years on Lees now. Wow. Love you to try it. And I and it's funny tasting it year on year and I'm watching that progression and that's yeah. what I, I, I love about being in the industry and, like, connecting with local producers and watching oh, their wines evolve. Fabulous. So I've got Thomas Carr in the studio, a journalist, wonderful uh, person in the industry to talk to. We've got a few minutes left, Tom. Mm. Uh, got a few Christmas recommendations for oh, us Oh, look, there. I have a bit of a list, Richard, <laughs> that will bang through. <laughs> bang through um, the list. We love I was down at the MP, the Moynton Peninsula, because that's where I grew up, yeah. um, wine show. Yeah. Um, and I was blown away by the 2018 Yabby Lake single vineyard oh, cuvee. Yep. Shardy Pinot. Yep. Gorgeous. Tom Carson, legend. Absolutely. You know, um, my my mentor, um, Selma Lowther from Alain Vineyard, um, her Blanc de Blanc, she's just done a second disgorgement at four years on Lees. Oh, yeah. And I love a Blanc de Blanc. So it's the four years Blanc de Blanc. We're in the same sort of ball game here. Gorgeous. Oh, Absolutely. And for the price point, I mean, hers is like 40 something dollars a bottle. No for the way. Amount of, I know, it's ridiculous. So cheap. Yeah, it's offensive. What's the vineyard called again? Alan. Alan. E L A N. E L A N. Yeah, very small. Tiny, right. tiny. Well, seven, you heard it here on the show. Alan. Oh, that's Tom. 
Yeah, tiny, tiny, tiny. Um, obviously, I mentioned Ballybon before. Um, their Rosé um, 2020 and their Biz non-vintage terrific wines. Right. Again, for their price point, I think they're great. Hence, can rank and I mentioned. You mentioned before, yep. Um, sitting around that 2014 vintage, eight years on Lee's um, Shardy Pinot blend. Really so lovely. is that like a Prince Wine Store sort of thing, or where are you getting that? Uh, uh, they've actually haven't got a distributor yet in Mel in Victoria. Oh. They've only got one in New South Wales. They're fairly sort of they're emerging more and more onto the scene. Right. But honestly, the first time I tasted one of their sparkling wines, I was absolutely like blown away. Like I just thought it was fan bloody tastic. Okay. I won't swear on radio. <laughs> um, and I'm also look, and I I mentioned the boys at Steel's Gate. Just yeah. I, I love some of these smaller producers. Very much so. Yeah. You know? Yep. And then actually just from an affordability standpoint, you know, I don't mind the Jeté range from Howard Park. Yep. Very, very smart wines. Yes. And for I, the also, price point. I also really like ballet. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know? So there's my recos for Chrissy. Oh, that's tremendous. That's mm, lovely. Mm. Yeah, Steel's Gate, they're, you know, they're such, there are a lot of great little producers out in the Yarra. Oh, you know, isn't so, there? You know, and so across from where I used to work at Medhurst, which is really small too, yeah. which is Grouse. They've got a new winemaker there, by the way, um, uh, is Squitchy Lane. Oh, yeah. Cute name. Three and a half. Well, Squitchy Lane's apparently a lane in Oxford. University, because right. it's Mike Fitzpatrick, who used to be the commissioner of the AFL. That's his yep. vineyard. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mike's a, he's an amazing man, but it's like he's so smart because he, you know, he did his, um, he was a, he was a ruckman at Carlton mm. and then he won a Rhodes Scholarship and left and went and did that and then he came back and then won another premiership. At, you know, like, just, <laughs> you know, like, so he's a smart guy and he's just super fit and re- oh, the stories are great. <laughs> so Squitchy Lane's really good out there. Uh, yeah, I, I, right. yeah, really interesting. But also down that that part where you've got four pillars in Hillsville, you know, you've got some really cool spots to hang out there now. You know? Oh, Jaden Ong. Oh, oh Jaden, oh, his site. Um, oh, how beautiful. The yeah. chandelier, the fantastic. best toilets in the Yarra Valley. Like. The best toilets in the Yarra <laughs> Well, there's a Sally point. They are. Well, come on. It makes a huge difference. Have you been out? Do you know recently I've discovered a, 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 a discovered, because I'm learning about wineries all the time, yeah. called Low out in Mudgee? No. L-O-W-E? No. But Again. one of my co-hosts, Jill, she's a Mudgee. She loves Mudgee, so. Oh, I, I'm blown okay. away. I'm, uh, you know, yeah, oh, I'll, there's so I'll, many wineries I'll, to discover. I'll put, that on the, I'll put that on the list. Yeah, try. Low from Mudgee. Yeah, bloody great. Um, Chardonnay. Elan from the Morningston Peninsula. Yeah, so that's going to, I'm going to have to try and procure a bottle of that before Christmas because that sounds We can definitely arrange that, tremendous. Richo. Okay, yes, well, yes. Let's, let's try and arrange that. It's fantastic stuff. Uh, sadly, Tom, we've run out of time. It goes oh, so quickly. It was too quick, Richard. I know. Well, let's let's make this more of a regular thing we next will. year. We, we will. We should get you on every month. We will. 